it's Jenny here from the God's Not podcast with Alex as usual. And today we have a wonderful, beautiful couple all the way from Houston. Um, we have Derek and Antoya Ellis, and we're so excited to have you guys on the show. Hi, guys. Hey. Hi, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Oh, it's our pleasure. Thank you for, um, you know, coming on to this London podcast and making it a bit, you know, exciting with the, the Southern accent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love the accent. By the way, I wish we could trade accents. That would be so cool. And some, sometimes I put the accent on. Sometimes I put the accent on, on, and so does Antoya. Sometimes she'll do a British accent. Which, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna do Antoya, it. it. It's not good. It's not good. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. But no, um, Antoya and Derek, we love you guys so much. Um, yeah, you guys mean a lot to us. You've hosted our whole clan in your house. Um, and that says a lot. We have a noisy clan and um, you were a fantastic host and we came to see you. So we're, we're really honoured that you are on our show. Um, today we're going to talk about miscarriage in marriage. Um, and Antoine and Derek have um, a story which I think will encourage many um, mothers, fathers, um, husbands and wives that may be faced with miscarriage, have been through it or, you know, are going through it now. And so we think that it's a, an important topic to talk about, especially in a, a Christian marriage, in how you deal um, with the loss of um, of a baby. And so, um, and Toya and Derek, I just wanted to start with asking you guys a question around what your expectations were um, of how you thought your, your journey to parenthood would be like. So on the onset of getting married, like, you know, so the day before your wedding, what was your view and your plan around becoming parents? Like, I don't know. I can't say like most couples, because I don't know. But for us, we really were like, okay, well, once we we're married, we weren't, you know, we, we were looking forward to enjoying the wedding gift from God or whatever, of, of course. And um, we had in our mind, yeah, yeah, which is each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, just being transparent here. But um, we were looking forward to that. So, of course, we wanted to kind of like enjoy each other, enjoy our marriage. But at the same time, we were like, if family happens, if we end up getting pregnant, we're fine with that. We weren't really um, preventing it. Um, so for our expectations, it was more of just enjoying each other and then like let God, you know, take his course as far as like, you know, allowing us to get pregnant. But secretly, I really wanted to get pregnant soon after I got married. But it's the same <laughs> yeah, so from um, from from my um perspective, yeah, it it was it was similar to Antoya's. It was um let's enjoy each other first for a little while and then we'll have um children. And in the back of my mind, it was always, well, when we make that decision, like, okay, let's have children, then we'll just have a child. You know, it, mm -hmm. it was just um easy. automatic. Yeah, just easy. <laughs> and then for me, I as a man, I was I was thinking like, okay, I'll just um, you know use protection because if if one I, I don't know how you know explicit <laughs> you know, I, I can be you know if well, I go for it we're all married here all, so it's fine if I don't use protection at all then we'll we'll get pregnant that's how I was thinking it, oh, it, yeah. it would just be automatic mm -hmm. you know that's what I was yeah. thinking yeah. Um, but you know God has other plans. Um, you know, it, it it didn't happen like that. So I and I'm sure we'll we'll get into that. But that's what I was thinking. It would just be obvious. So you guys were pretty much open to it, mm -hmm. but still mm -hmm. like, you know, had your reservations, you want to enjoy yourselves, but if it happens, it happens and praise God kind of thing. 
Exactly. Right. We both wanted children. I mean, we both wanted a family. You know, we talked about this before we got married and everything. We wanted the same things, you know, so we both yeah. wanted children. We just, we, I guess, <laughs> I didn't know she wanted them secretly right after, you know, we got married, you know, but I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have been mad at that either, you know. Yeah. yeah. Mm. You know? No, excellent. So you've got married now. Um, fast forward, you found out that you're pregnant. What was your initial reaction? <laughs> so I was trying to, oh, no. I was trying the first to. time, when, when was the first time it was. Uh, I think we were surprised because we were only married for a few months. And then, oh, wow. um, and then I think you were doing schoolwork that day. And and he was he was on the couch doing schoolwork and yes. I <laughs> now now I remember yeah he was on the couch because Derek was in school when we first got yes. married um so he was on the couch doing schoolwork and I was like uh I think I'm pregnant he was yeah, like she, what so she comes out I'm doing I'm doing schoolwork I'm on the couch and I remember that couch it was like old yeah because it was like my old couch it was so tore up but anyway so schoolwork she comes out with um the the pregnancy test and she's like um i think i'm pregnant and the first thing i said i'm like you're lying he did <laughs> <laughs> he was doing i'm like Derek, i'm serious I'm like, you're lying i showed him the pregnancy test and everything and then um he was like uh-uh go get another one i said so take another one he made me he made me go to the store i didn't and- make her go to the store <laughs> no i just i just made the statement take another one and she's well like, okay, let me i had go to go to the, to the store, store. And get more pregnancy tests. And then we waited. We waited together this time. And when we walked in the um, bathroom, we saw that it was positive. And we, I mean, we we jumped. We were, like, excited. Yeah, we were, yeah, we were ex- excited to say yeah. the least. Yeah, we, we were happy. Um, but shocked. But, like, you know, how this happened. I mean, we know how it happened, but dang. <laughs> yeah, we, know, we know the feeling. We know the feeling. Like, whoa. Yeah. 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 So then how, how um, so I guess you were, and so you were very excited, you know, secretly wanted to get pregnant anyway. So, you know, you felt, you know, this is an answer prayer. Um, so how was that pregnancy? How was everything fine at the beginning? Um, so, of course, after the pregnancy test, um, we had to wait here in America. I don't know how it is, but um, there. But we had to wait till we were eight weeks before we can go to the doctor um, to confirm the pregnancy. So um, here they'll do an ultrasound, the first one. So it was like, you know. They confirm the yeah. and also do the ultrasound, look for the baby heartbeat. And I remember um, we were in the parking lot of the hospital and we like had our GoPro on, like our video. And we were just like really excited. We still got pictures in our phone. And every time I look at that picture, I'm just like, oh, I remember this moment. And then yeah. um, when we walked in to do the ultrasound, um, she was just kind of like looking really puzzled in the face. And we were like, well, is everything okay? Because it's like nothing in my mind, nothing told me that you could go in here today and not see a heartbeat. Like everything was just like, okay, we want to know if it's one or two babies or like, you know, what we did yeah. when we were up here. And so wow. she ended up telling us that um, that she couldn't find a baby heartbeat or whatever. And then, um, you know, of course they did more searching and stuff like that. And at that point, Derek turned the camera off and um, wow, <laughs> reliving this. But Derek turned the camera off and then she confirmed that, you know, we had, we were miscarrying. Or whatever. So um, initial reaction was just like, just so shocked. Like, didn't even think this could happen to yeah. us or whatever. So, yeah, for me too, it, it was um, 
since it was the first one, the thought of uh, this could be a miscarriage never even crossed my mind. It was, you know, from the time we- Did you even know much about miscarriage, Derek? Of course not. No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, mean, not to be funny, but I, I don't think- men think about that possibility as as much yeah. as you know, average woman does i mean yeah. much like men probably don't think about you know um having having children um as much as uh, the average woman does you know you know once yeah. you're married and, and you start having or you start trying to have a family of course yeah now you're thinking about it but women have been thinking about these things for years yeah. you know much much longer and more yeah. than, than men do so um, no, I, I did. I didn't know much about miscarriage. You know, um, like Antoya said, I was excited. I was videotaping, just trying to get yeah. the down on video. And then she told us, you know, I think she said the baby stopped um, growing, stopped at, six growing at six weeks. Yeah, you know. Wow. Um, so you know, I turned the camera off, and then you know, we just we just kind of cried, cried together. Yeah. Not kind of, but yeah. And she we, she we told us to just take your time. Like she was very sympathetic towards <clears> it and stuff. So. So how long had you been married at that that point? I think four that was, months. That was 2017. Yeah, we were married in April, and it was April. July because it was July Fourth weekend, May June July. So yeah. like, so in yeah. that in that moment, as a married couple, four months old, as in your your marriage was four months old, what thoughts were going through your mind as newlyweds? Like, what were you thinking when you were both embracing each other, crying? Like, Antoya, what were you thinking? Um, I really wasn't thinking about the timeline far as like, you know, we've been married for four months and it's already happened to us. It's been more, it was more so of, um, just, just kind of like, where do we go from here? You know, like we were at this place of enjoying our marriage and, you know, everything that came with it. And then now it was at a place where I felt like I was working towards another baby instead of enjoying my marriage, which was my initial you know, mm. go just to enjoy my marriage. And when the baby comes, then we're going to have full-time pregnancy. And it didn't happen like that. And so yeah. when it didn't, it was kind of like my whole agenda shift. Cause you have this void. It's kind of, you feel kind of empty. Like I need this baby now. Like I didn't know I was so much ready for it, but now that this void is here, mm. I, my focus was on trying to get a, a baby. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and I would ask as well, Derek, how did you, um, I guess, how did you comfort Antoya? during this time um because obviously it would be difficult for for the lady because she's she's carrying the baby isn't it and, has, and having, having to go through that and having to go through that process yeah of miscarrying how, how did you um how did you stand in for her and, and stand by her man that that was hard um <clears throat> because um it's that's a difficult thing um that's a difficult experience for anybody but i think um antoya is she's more emotional um, than, than the average woman. Um, oh, Derek, trust me. Yeah, but, <laughs> you know, it's, it's true, but, you know, we can, I can laugh, you know, about, you know, you being emotional, but at the time, you know, mm. you being emotional was not a funny thing. Like, it wasn't. Yes. I was, I was thinking, oh, my God, this is, this is already a bad experience. And then, and Toya being who she is, I don't know how bad she's going to take it. Mm-hmm. So at the time, I'm just trying to be a husband. I'm just trying to be there, comfort her, even though, you know, I'm I'm hurting, um, you know, emotionally myself. You know, she's hurting emotionally, you know, physically going through this also, you know. So 
I'm just trying to be a good husband. And it was a learning process for me because um, I had to learn how to comfort her. Because sometimes you don't have to say anything. And that's what I had to learn. Sometimes I just had to sit there and hold her. We're sitting on the couch, you know, laying on the bed and just and just hold her. So I had to learn that. And she she literally had to come out and tell like Derek, sometimes just just hold me. You know what I mean? And and I had to to learn that. So um, that is what was going through my mind. Just just be strong uh, for her. But um, also on the on the other end of that, I never thought that um, um, we wouldn't have a child. Even after that first uh, miscarriage, I was still thinking like a toy, like, you know, okay, we'll go back, try again and and we'll still just you know, in the future, you know, mind you, this is before our second, you know, <laughs> our second one. So, um, yeah. but yeah. So how long did it take you before you, you got over that experience? I guess you never really get over it, but I mean, where you got to a place where you felt that, okay, we're strong enough, we can move on. How long did that take? Um, it, it took until the next time. <laughs> That's okay. what I feel like. Like, honestly, it was more of like every waking moment, it was like a thought of like, oh, man, we lost the baby. And then at this point, like I said before, we never were a couple that wanted to like prevent pregnancy. So mm-hmm. um, we were technically still trying, but in our mind, we were like, nah, we ain't trying, but secretly we were or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it took until the next time for me to really kind of be like, okay, you know, I'm feeling a little bit better because we succeeded this time, but it still wasn't a success. But yeah. Before we get to the next time, I just want to ask you, what did you think about your community around you? Did you tell them that you were pregnant and did they know? Did we tell yeah, them? We yeah, we told everybody. We were yeah. we were excited. Like we told our family, we did this little teddy bear announcement to our, our parents where we yes. video chat them and had like a teddy bear with the pregnancy test. Like we were excited. It was cute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The community um, around us, um, we're very excited for us, but it also was, um, they Sorry. experienced it for themselves. So Derek and I are both rainbow babies. Like our moms had miscarriage before we were born. And so mm. it was more of like, oh, this happens to so many women. Like, you know, everyone has at least one miscarriage. Like it was so normalized um, yeah. with our miscarriage. So it w- it felt fine. We felt comfort because we weren't, we didn't feel alone in it. Well, yeah, we, we did feel comfort. From that and from our family and, and people who had uh women who had been through it um but i think our marriage connect group made it hard made it hard for us yeah we were I... part of this this connect group and they were um they were i guess in the same stage of life trying to start families and, and things but we were seeing them you know carry full term have yeah. their children you know very fruitful so, i mean everybody be pregnant every yeah. <laughs> pregnant like so, so and they even hard. they even told people when you come in there if you don't want to be pregnant you probably don't want to be a part of this connect group because that's how <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so let's go deeper there though so how did you deal with making sure that you were still joyous and happy for what you know they were going through versus what you were going through as a Christian, as a Christian couple and as individual Christians, like for real, for real, were you guys, did you ever feel like a certain way that was contrary to how we should feel as Christians? Well, okay. Let me, let me tell you what we actually did. And then I'll, I'll tell you how I think we probably should have handled it. So we, like I said, it's hard to see, um, 
these other families being fruitful, multiply, and you're trying to start your own too. So it kind of made it hard for us. So I think um, the next semester, we, we didn't stop going in the middle of a semester, but I think we decided not to go the next, the following semester because it was just so hard seeing everybody come back with their children, their new mm-hmm. ones, their little ones and everything. So um, I think we went to a different connect group. We didn't go back to that one, but at the same time, we still, um, we kept in touch with them. We keep in touch with them today, like through the, through the same uh, chat, the group me chat, and we congratulate them. They talk to us, we talk to them. Um, so we didn't want to, we didn't want to make it seem like, you know, we didn't care about, you know, their blessings. We, we were still, yeah. um, you know, thanking God for their blessings and everything, but it was kind of hard for us just as humans to see other people, you know, getting, receiving the bless, the same blessing, not the same blessings, but, you know, a child yeah. like we were trying to get, yeah. you know, what God has for us is for us. We understand that. But I think but, like as a Christian couple, we, we still <clears throat> were, we didn't feel lost of faith. We still yeah. had hope. We still believed God that he would bless us for a baby. And um, the way we saw it was like, okay, you know, um, what God has for us is for us. And, you know, it just wasn't that baby's time. Like it was better better in heaven you know than here on earth with us or whatever and so we just kind of like kept affirming you know put affirmations you know just to say that like don't don't let this defeat you or whatever find ways to encourage ourselves yeah yeah and i think in um i think after that miscarriage i actually came to houston and so i don't know if you remember but i came to houston and before i left we we prayed together (laughs) we yeah. prayed together yeah, yeah in the baby room and you know we we encouraged one another yeah and then shortly after that you traveled to Australia um yeah. on a work yeah. trip and then um, we were speaking at the time and then you told me that you had some news um I think you were trying to hide it but I could tell that you were acting a bit pregnant like <laughs> over the phone <laughs> over the front I can tell I can tell she was she was she was trying to you know, send me some messages and um, I decoded them that, oh my gosh, I told you, you're pregnant. And we were so excited. We had prayed together and it was like we had seen arts and prayer. And at yeah. that time I was thinking, hmm, maybe I too should take a pregnancy test. So I think like two days after you told me you were pregnant, I took a pregnancy test and lo and behold, I was pregnant too. And it was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it was like, oh my gosh, we're pregnant together. And I, and so I don't know if you remember, but it was kind of like I hadn't told anybody that I was pregnant, not like literally only Alex knew. So it was like you were my outlet to kind of be like, oh, my gosh, like yeah. you know, we, we were going through the beginning journey together, you know, comparing. Our, I had an early scan um, because I didn't know when I had conceived and so like sharing notes and we were just so happy for one another. And it was just like, oh, my gosh, and Tori and I were pregnant together. And then I remember. And. Um, Antonio, if you don't mind elaborating, but you called me one evening my time um, and you were a bit worried and panicked and you asked if I could pray for you. Do you want to just talk a bit about that that moment, if you remember it? Yeah, so when you were in the hospital, I think you were saying you were bleeding. Oh, yes, yeah. So um, I guess just leading up to that moment, um, like Jenny said, we found out when I was in Australia and we came back, I gave Derek a... a a kangaroo that had like an Australia shirt on and a little pregnancy test. 
and it was like dad to be or whatever. But then um, shortly after, I, we actually had one scan and we were able to hear the heartbeat. And so yeah. that was harder than we were on the second pregnancy. And so we were super excited and we were like, okay, this is going to, this going to stick. And then one day at work, I was actually spotting and I started to get worried or whatever. And I do remember um, calling Jenny and she did pray for me. And then when we, when I got to the hospital, um, they did a scan again and they were like, it was sometimes, yeah. anyways, uh, <laughs> they did a scan and it was just, it was basically, they weren't sympathetic to the fact that it was a miscarriage. It was more so like, ah, uh, you know, okay, well, there's no baby heartbeat. Um, we'll just get people to come in and finish the discharge paper. And I'm just like, what? So wow. it's for me to grasp the fact that I actually was having a miscarriage. They were like, well, we're going to send these scans over to the radiologist and let them review it to confirm. And it was just so blunt. Like, it was just so, like, yeah, yeah they dismissed it or whatever. And Derek was there with me. And then they came back in and they actually confirmed that we had miscarried. And that's where the spotting was coming from. And I remember um, after that one, we, uh, I started crying and I mean, I look at this now and I'm like, oh my God, I really acted up in that hospital. But, um, I started crying (laughs) and I was like really, really pouring out, like really pouring out. And then the, the doctor, the one, the assistants came in, they said, oh, um, we're going to get a therapist for you. And I was like, a therapist. And they were like, yeah, um, you're not taking this well. And I'm like, bro, I literally just found out I miscarried my second baby or whatever. And they really like trying to find a therapist for me and everything. And at that point, I left the hospital. Derek had to finish all the paperwork because I didn't want to be around them people. Like, I was just like, I'm so through with this. So, wow. Yeah, wow. I wanted to ask as well. um, I mean, find out you were pregnant the second time around. Was there any fear of you know, what happened and what you experienced the first time around repeating itself. Right. right. So like I said, the first time miscarriage didn't even pop into mm. my, pop into my head, but this time, yes. um, yes, I was, I was afraid. I was nervous the, the whole time. And, um, that was one of the reasons, well, probably the main reason why I told Toya, um, let's hold off on telling everybody, you know, let's wait um to see what happens because that fear was there the second time and mm. um, <clears throat> I, I i don't know um yeah i yeah i was i was afraid the whole time so um i don't know i i'm i'm pretty sure my behavior changed you know that yeah those first few weeks um because now i'm just like oh this this might not happen you know which mm. now yeah. kind of you know, ashamed to say, like, I wasn't strong enough in my faith. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. my faith was... Yeah. Um, yeah, that's being real. Yeah, that's real, yeah. Yeah, I, I still, every day, we were just like, are you okay? Are you yeah, okay? Yeah. You know, I, I didn't want to do, I didn't want to do anything to, like, upset Antoya or upset, you know, her womb or anything. Yeah. So, and even, yeah. even our family were real cautious around us. Like my dad wouldn't call me. He would, he'll tell everybody, don't call Toy and upset her about anything. Like everybody was so protective of it or whatever. And it just, I mean, it was good because it did help my stress levels be, you know, at a minimum. Yeah. But at the time it was yeah. kind of like, wow, we, we really but, went to this dream. But we were operating out of fear. Yeah, we were. The second time, yeah. you know, yeah. and I, that, that's the part that, you know, I, I hate saying, but that's what we, that's what we were doing. You know, the first yeah. time thinking of it as a possibility, you know, and where you want to be is you want to know it's a possibility, be realistic, 
but still walk in faith. Don't walk in yeah. fear. Yeah. You know. So we were kind of on the two extremes, the first one and the second one. Yeah. So yeah. Wow. So so hearing the news for the second time that you've miscarried, what did that do to your faith this time? Ooh. I guess I can start. So it was, I ain't gonna lie, like I really started doubting God for a baby. Like I just really was like, I mean, this just ain't his will. Like he just ain't gonna give me a baby. And it, it wasn't like I told you the first time everybody made it so normal. Like, oh, everybody have it. But the second miscarriage, many people didn't have that same story in my circle, like people around me and stuff. And so I felt so alone. I felt like something was wrong with my body. Like I feel like I just fell Derek in some capacity or whatever. Cause we never, you never prepare for that when you get married, like, Oh, you're going to prepare for marriage and the fact that we may have some miscarriages. So you just kind of like, you're walking blindly into pregnancies or whatever. And you're just trusting that it's just going to happen. You know, the way TV shows it or what they say, is, yeah. you know, yeah. Ed, yeah. You have to get pregnant, you're going to have babies, but it wasn't like that. And like, yeah. I just, I, I really, I took it real hard. I ain't gonna lie. Like it was hard for me to pray. It was hard for me to even acknowledge God for what I wanted from him. Like, you know, acknowledge him as, you know, someone that says he's my provider, someone that says that he answered every prayer. You know, like it was just hard for me to really understand how can this void now be filled when I when I failed twice. Like I've lost two babies, like how in the world? And then each time that we, the time that we got pregnant, it took a whole year between each pregnancy. And it happened at the same time, we had a DNC on August 1st of 2007, uh, 2017, August 1st of 2018. So it just seemed like a pattern of my life. Like I just yeah. really couldn't like fathom God coming through for me again, like any kind of way. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was definitely a roller coaster. Um, so when we found out we were uh, pregnant the second time, um, my, my faith, you would think my faith would just shoot, you know, right back up, you know, but yeah. it was like, okay, that's good, but let's settle down and see what happens. You know, that's what I was thinking, you know, so, which isn't, you know, which isn't good, you know, um, you know, when things like that um, happen, God blesses you, you know, I, I would think your, your faith would be solidified, you know, um, I was still, I still had that, you know, that, that, that voice in the back of my head, like, ah, oh, this, this might not remember what happened last time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Then when we, um, <clears throat> had the second miscarriage, when we, when we just found out, um, <clears throat> I was kind of, I was numb a little bit. Um, but I remember when we had the, the second one, we both, um, went out and well, you were already crying, but you know, me being, I got being who I am, I was trying to hold it in, but I remember getting out to the parking lot and we just, we just cried yeah. in the car, you know, wow. cause I, I didn't do that the first time. Um, yeah. because I was, I was learning, like, I was just trying to be strong for her. But the second time I yeah. was just like, ah, you know, I, you know, this is hurting too bad. Let me just, you know, I can't hold it in right now, you know? So we just cried in the car. Um, but after that, that second one, um, I was to the point, I was like, I, whatever happens, happens, you know? What did um, that mean? What did that mean? Like whatever happens, happens. Um, meaning whenever we get, well, specifically it meant to me, um, if God wants to bless us with a child, he'll bless us. If he has other plans for us, yeah. that's, that's what I was. I was almost, I think, I guess you can call it surrenderance, um, mm. and not trying to 
you know, just plan a pregnancy, you know, and yeah. a family, but that's what everybody does. You know, that's what we do. Yeah. We, we try yeah. to get pregnant. We plan, for yeah. family, you know, we do that. So um, at that moment, I was like, uh, you know, I don't want to think about this right now. Let me just get yeah. over it first and then we'll, we'll think about it later. Wow. Because um, Antoya, like, we're good friends and I was there, right there, like, you know, I could hear your pain. I could hear your insecurities. You know, you would ask me questions like, Jenny, how many gallons of water are you drinking a day? Like, I could tell that you wanted to fix the problem. Yeah. And But one thing that I admired about you, and even now, like, as much as maybe you felt broken inside and pain, you never showed that to me as someone who was pregnant because I got to a point, like, we were pregnant together at the same time. Yeah. I started feeling bad that oh my gosh like why has this happened to Antoya I have two children like this this it hurt I remember talking to Alex and be like this yeah. is really painful and we made you a prayer point on our, our list because it was like you know and I didn't know if I should feel guilty can I call Antoya can I speak to her will I remind Antoya of what she's lost because you know our babies are like two weeks apart mm-hmm. and I didn't know necessarily what to do, but I felt that even in those moments, you still reached out to me and would ask me how I was. Oh, you'd be like, oh, Jenny, send me a picture. Let me see how you're growing. So it made, you allowed me to share that journey with you, but I genuinely didn't know what that was doing for you. And I just want to ask you here on the podcast, like, how did you feel towards me as, I know you had other friends that were pregnant, but did you, yeah, what, what feelings and emotions did you have towards me, for example? Yeah, so I think um, I always felt like regardless of what I'm going through, that's not anyone else's fault. Like if God wants to bless someone in that season, that's how he wants to bless them. This is my story, my unique path, and my friends have nothing to do with it. You know what I'm saying? So I I actually had another friend that was uh, due this two weeks before me. So I had one two weeks before me, and then you were two weeks after me or whatever, and it was just I felt like I, I still had joy knowing that God was still in the season of blessing. It's not like he stopped allowing women to get pregnant altogether, whatever. And then um, the other thing is, like, I knew you were my prayer partner. I knew you were someone that was for me, that loved me dearly, and that was in this journey with me or whatever. So me me walking away from you and your and, um, celebrating you in that moment is, to me, that was like allowing the enemy to, to win or whatever. And yeah. I was allow that to happen because I needed you I needed my friends to be with me in that journey and then to see you progress in the pregnancy to me that was showing you know even though my faith wasn't fully there but it did show me the ounce of victory that we can still get from God like you had a full time pregnancy and then hearing how you went about it how you prayed over your daughter when you was pregnant your children before you became pregnant everything it taught me something so like imagine if I away from you because of my hurt and my pain I would never had the chance to do that for my future kids I would never learn that I would have missed out on all of that yeah because that is something that I I admire you like yeah. you're saying it just like it's so easy I was just about to say that yeah. but a lot, a, a lot of people will walk away because of maybe jealousy or envy or they just don't know how to celebrate someone else yeah. and and Toy, that is a, a blessing that God has given you that character yeah. trait and you shouldn't even take it for granted that you think everybody would have the same perspective of you as you even I can't even say that you know I would have had that and and I really believe that is a source of a lot of your blessings yeah. because of your heart to celebrate other people yeah I, I feel like 
I don't think necessarily jealousy and envy. I feel some people just feel uncomfortable. Mm. Um, mm. And it's too much for them to bear. Um, and it gets them overthinking. It brings back memories. They just rather isolate themselves. Um, so I definitely agree with Jenny in the fact that, you know, it's remarkable to see that you still had that character mm. intact and, you know, you didn't distance yourself. You, you know, you were still speaking, Jenny. You were still encouraging. And, and that's amazing. I mean, that, like Jenny's saying, that's a blessing in itself. And there's not everyone can do that. Um, mm. And it's my prayer that we can get to that stage. But then again, we have to be sensitive and real sometimes that not everyone's at that level. Mm. And some people, it's just too much for them to handle. Yeah. And actually, um, Derek, what advice would you give to a couple right now who's experienced one, two miscarriages in a row, like in your case, the same day, a year apart. What what can you tell them? Wow. Um, that's, 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 a, <laughs> that's a big question. Um, <clears throat> I would tell them, um, you know, one, don't stop trusting God. You know, still lean on God, um, depend on him, pray, um, and he will direct your paths. But also, I would tell them to enjoy each other. Yeah. Um, the same thing uh, I told Antoya um, when we were trying to get pregnant. At one point, um, we like our schedule was just um, it just revolved around ovulation. Yeah. Her, <laughs> basically, you know, you know, um, you know, her cycle, you know, when was the best time to get pregnant? When should we do this? You oh know, gosh. and at, at one point I was like, wait, let's stop. My life is not going to, yeah. <laughs> you know, my schedule yeah. is not going to be, uh, you know, made around this. Um, so I would tell it, I would tell those couples to enjoy each other you know, um, your family will come, you know, God is going to bless you. Um, <clears throat> but don't, don't lose faith. You know, um, you need to be grateful for what you have. Um, and I, I know this is, this is easier said than done, you know, and then sometimes, um, people don't want to hear that. And I understand that, um, because we do know other couples that have gone through or are going through, uh, miscarriages and you have to discern the situation, discern the moment on uh, what you should speak to people. Um, mm. In general, that's what I would tell people. Enjoy each other and and never stop trusting God. You know, stay in the word, you know, because things like this, um, for some people, it tends to draw you even closer to Christ. Yeah. You know, mm. and you pray more. It, it makes you ask questions. Um, mm. And a lot of times people, uh, we think we shouldn't question God but you can ask God questions. You can ask yeah. him what you yeah. want. You I like know, that. Um, you can ask him. But the thing I, I would say is when you ask him, be still and listen for it for his answer. You know? Mm. Yeah. Um, so and what was what was this uh the scripture? I think it's Mark eleven twenty four. Eleven twenty four. You know, ask God what you will. Um, yeah. mm. you know, um yeah. and what what did, yeah, it it says ask God, you know. Um yeah. but um when you when you ask, uh, what does it say? Don't don't be don't sway in don't the way. You know? Don't sway, yeah. But you know, be stead be steadfast. You know, yeah, um, yeah. And he'll give it to you. You know, so mm -hmm. um, like I said, just just lean in on God. Um, don't lose faith, and just remember to enjoy each other because you don't want to be so disappointed in what what you 
could have had that you you're not grateful for what you have, which is your your spouse, you know. Yeah. yeah. On the whole, um, you know, focusing on God, but just make sure you're not focusing in just for the outcome of a baby, but focusing in for that season. Like maybe there's something else God wants you to focus on or whatever, or God wants to speak to you about something else, but you can't hear it because you're so like, okay, let me be ready about doing this, that, and the other, and then I'll get pregnant. Like that's not the relationship God wants us to have with him. He wants us yeah. to be open to whatever it is he has for us in that season. And in those moments, it wasn't our season for a baby, but it, we had other things that we were focusing on. Like Derek was in school, and I mean, God's timing, like I could say now, is honestly perfect because I look back and I'm like, man, I can't even imagine like, you know, tackling mm. a baby and Derek being in school at the time. But overall, just saying that like, we're, we shouldn't be, what is it called? Like, it's not like a tit for tat. Like, it's not like a relationship um, where. Quit, quit pro quo, I think. I think I pronounced that right. You know, where. Yeah. You know, I do you, this, you give me this. You, you do this. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can be like, we got you scratch my back, yeah. I scratch yeah. my back. Yeah. And then you're even yeah. more disappointed because it still hasn't happened. And like, where's your faith now? Yeah. No, exactly. What what's a, what advice would you give to others to support um people in their 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 community, in their church who are going through a miscarriage? Like what what things should we be saying or not saying um to to, to be there for them? That's that's also hard too because um the part where um, you ask what should we be saying to each other or not saying, um, you really have to discern um, the moment. Uh, people are different. Um, mm-hmm. One person you can you can you can tell them, um, you know, um, God has something better for you. You know, just just for example, a, a phrase yeah. like that that might help one person, and mm-hmm. it might anger it this next person. Yeah. <laughs> You know, because in the moment, it depends. It, it depends on how they're feeling. So um, I would say be there for each other. Um, but sometimes, like I had to learn with Antoya, you, sometimes you just have to be there, you know, and tell them, hey, I support you. If you're sad right now, let's be sad together. If you're happy, let's, you know, I can tell you some jokes, you know, yeah. so, you know, yeah. um, just support. But something we um, learn to do as uh, as a group and some of our connect groups, when couples go through things like this, We'll uh, order food. We'll we'll get um, their food delivered to their house. Yeah. Um, like as a group, we'll we'll pay for for their food, so the couple doesn't have to worry about you know small yeah, things like that's good. Um, yeah. We might that's good. we might send some food to their house, um, cards, things like that. Um, <clears throat> and you can even so, ask. You can even ask the the couple. Um, how can we support you? Like, just don't assume they want you to be throwing Bible scriptures all the time or, yeah. you know, like, you know, yeah, sending yeah. different prayers. Cause sometimes she may not be at that place to receive it. And she may go back yeah. and text and be like, oh yeah, I remember that, you know, but you want to yeah. meet people where they are, you know, like yeah. your faith can be shaken. So you don't want to like, um, I don't know. You just want to well, meet them where they are. The, the thing is, you you kind of <laughs> you have to walk a fine line, but that's just what it is. I think you have to um, kind of see where they are. Um, if you're talking one on one with somebody, um, for instance, um, my brother, I know when he's like, if he's going through something, he's not gonna call me and and tell me directly. He's just gonna he's gonna call me and just start chit chatting about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, we've never talked about this before. <laughs> What's going on? You know what I mean. So, um, 
So, yeah. you, you know, pay attention to your friends, to your family um, and things of that nature. Um, and then ask them, you know, don't don't uh, directly do things or say things to them before asking them, how, how are you feeling? Do you would you mind if I pray for you? Would you mind if yeah. you, you yeah. Know, did this for you? Because some people um, it might make them um you know, it might bring up memories, you know, it, it might yeah. you know, get them back into a place that they just got out of, Yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, that's, that's the way I, I think we should handle it um, as Christians with love. Always tell, tell them that, you know, God loves them. You know, they're not alone, you know, especially yeah. carriages. But that's one thing I, as a man, like I've learned, like it, it, as normal as it is, or as much as the numbers say it's normal, to tell a woman like, oh, this happens to everybody. That's, that's never the good, that's never, <laughs> no. that's never the thing to say, especially at the time. It's never, so don't say that. I, I would tell people don't say that at least. Yeah. I think, I think what it is, is people need to be sensitive. Right. Um, and, and you've used good words there by saying, you know, you've mentioned wisdom and being discerning. And I guess when you operate in these gifts, um, you, you you will never go wrong. You yeah. you be able to handle the situation accordingly, um, right. and and I feel that when people just do things for the sake of just like just citing, for example, just throwing scriptures and not discerning. You know, we're not saying the scriptures are not good. Scriptures are good. The word is very good. But then, if you give it to someone at the wrong time, you're going to get a bad reaction, right. um, and then you're going to cause even more problems. <laughs> so being sensitive to the situation is always the best approach. And and I guess you guys have highlighted that, you know, quite well. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so what happened next? What happened after the two miscarriages? Well, <laughs> first I will say, like, uh, that we did go to therapy because it was okay. a toll yes, on yes. our marriage. Like, not, like, to the place of, like, where we hated each other, but we knew that yeah. there was tension here that needs to be taken care of. So we did go to therapy and that was like phenomenal. Like yes, we were yes. able to meet with her one-on-one and as a couple. So we highly suggest if you're dealing with miscarriages, don't be afraid to get counseling, therapy or whatever. Yeah. And, um, and Antoya, that's good. I just want to just reiterate that because, you know, I, I think Christian couples may even feel like, how can we go to count? We're a Christian couple. Yeah. We're not on the, we're not going to divorce over this. So mm -hmm. what, what is it? Why do we need to speak to someone? But I think that's yeah. really important that just seeking counsel just to deal with an issue is important. Um, so thank you for sharing that. And another thing as well is I, I think that people fail to realise that healing comes through conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if we look at, well, look in the Bible, for example, John 4, um, when Jesus met the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman, it was through a conversation that she received that's healing true. and she got to know Jesus and she went to go and spread the message um, that she's met a man, you know, and, and told her whole community it was through a conversation and it's just amazing how we run away from just a conversation when in that conversation our healing is right there yeah yeah it's true like but as you can hear this is what happened next so yeah we, <laughs> we end up getting pregnant around mother's day of last year um it was so funny we actually it was funny because we actually um went through a IUI procedure prior to getting pregnant with her. And, um, okay, baby, everybody here. You know, you yeah, so. So we went through a, um, 
IUI procedure. So we started seeing a fertility doctor. Um, yeah. And when we went through the IUI procedure, um, everything. What is an IUI procedure? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, uh, it's artificial insemination. So basically, okay. they take they clean the sperm and place it into the woman um, during ovulation time, and it yes. just gives it a better chance for the sperm to reach the egg because they put it up higher. Um, yeah. Egg. So we went through that and. Um, One second, sorry. Okay. But um, so we ended up going through the IUI procedure and everything looked good when we were going through it. They were like, you have high chances and everything. And so again, our faith was there. We were ready, like we were ready to receive. But then um, my cycle came, which indicated that this procedure wasn't successful. So at that point, I got fed up. I was just like, I'm putting too much of my time. And I remembered something that Derek told me before. Like, we can't center our lives around this. There's so much more beyond being a parent. Like, there's more things that, you know, we can do with ourselves or whatever. So we really were fed up. Like, we, I feel like that was our moment of true surrenderance. Like, we really yeah. were kind of like, yeah, bro, like, we've been in this thing for two years now. Let's just go ahead and just enjoy each other. Like, I'm tired of crying. Would you say that that? IUI um, uh-huh. was you taking the situation into your own hands at that moment, like your last ditch attempt to help God help you. Yes, yeah, and it's funny you say that. I think you actually told me that before, and my dad even told me like God don't need your help or whatever. <laughs> you know, and, some, and I'm, I'm not against it. Like I really think that IVF and IUI all are gifts from God. Like something that. It's really helpful, but in our situation, yeah. it wasn't how God wanted to, you know, bless yeah. us through IUI. But um, it was just a way of he of him getting us to surrender. That's why I see it as because it yeah. was like the last straw. He was like, okay, I'm gonna let Toy and Derek try to do what they want to do in their own hands, even though I'm the creator or whatever. Yeah. Y'all go ahead and spend your money, you know. And then yeah. <laughs> and then it was just like um, a moment where you know it wasn't successful. We were down, but I wasn't too down. Like, it was just kind of like, I'm done. I'm surrendering. I'm really giving it to yeah. God in his way. Yeah. You know, it was true surrenders for real. And then the next month, um, my cycle didn't come. And I was just like, what? Like, okay. It's so I called the doctor and I was just like, yeah, my cycle didn't come. I think that IUI procedure messed it up or something. Like, <laughs> she was like, she was like, um, Ma'am, Mrs. Ellis, I think you need to take a pregnancy test. And I was like, oh, no, we've been traveling. No, like, no way I can be pregnant or whatever. And then she was just like, could you just do it for me? And then I got off the phone. I was like, I do stuff for myself. I ain't doing that for her. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and so I ended up taking, I told Derek, he was like, just take a pregnancy test. Just see. And I took it and I showed him and he told me something. Uh-huh, whatever. Like, he, he was asleep to give him, okay, benefit of doubt. He was asleep. And I woke him up like, you know, this pregnancy test, like I'm pregnant, it's real faint or whatever. Right. But so, yeah. So, so this third time I was asleep and Toya comes in there and she wakes me up and um, she's like, I think I'm pregnant. The same thing she said the very first time. And this time the, <laughs> line, the line was so faint. It was so, it was barely there. I could hardly see it, but so I'm half asleep and I'm like, ah, whatever. You know, I didn't I didn't mean to be like that. I didn't mean to dismiss it like that, but I was half asleep. You know, you can't wake somebody up and, and say that. But 
And so, um, but, what did I say? I was like, uh, he, whatever. He fanned me off. Yeah, then, I, I actually did this motion, like, ah, whatever. And then went back to sleep. Yeah. Um, but then after that, um, we end up going to the doctor. And um, they told us that my HCG level, which is the pregnancy hormone, was too low. They were like, it's a 13. At this point, it should be much higher. It should be in the thousands. So I'm like, oh, my God. So they yeah. told us that you were miscarrying. They were like, it's a strong possibility wow. that you're miscarrying for the, and for the, for the third, third time. time. And so at this wow. time, we had a plan of not telling anybody till we were far along, but we had to call our prayer warriors. So um, we called Jenny and my our parents and, you know, and we just was like, can you pray for us? Because they're saying we're miscarrying again or whatever. And then the so we end up having to go to the doctor every other day. And when we went the, the second time, my numbers had tripled and it was like skyrocketed or whatever. Then we went again, it tripled again. And it was like, OK, well, it looks like you're pregnant. And I was like, what? So even though we like pray, I'm still in shock. Like, dang, we really pregnant. So fast forward nine months later, we have Miss Sanaya Graceland Ellis, our baby girl, was born. She's already said hi to all the listeners, so we thank God. Yeah, no, what a blessing. But um, honestly, Antoya and Derek, like, you guys are a testament, you know. This this podcast is called God's Not because we are not easily broken because God is in our marriage. And... You know, when you get married, you don't know you could face, you know, miscarriage and then another miscarriage and then the possibility of another one. But the fact that you guys are still standing is a, is a testament for somebody else that needs to hear this testimony. Yeah. Um, and so we are so grateful for your lives. We rejoice with you. We are so excited, um, you know, to meet soon. Soon, when the, when lockdown is over, we'll come. We'll yeah, come we'll there. Fly in. We'll fly to yeah. Houston. <laughs> Come back and chill in your new crib. Their crib is nice, guys. Don't be jealous. Don't hate <laughs> don't prosper. It's a serious crib. <laughs> um, but honestly, like, thank you so much for sharing your story um, yeah. and just showing that God will do it. Like, yeah. yeah. I remember Antoya when um, I came to Houston and we we'll, you know that song, Won't He Do It? Oh. Um, <laughs> oh. You've been remarkable throughout this whole process as well. And uh, I guess it's your role model to other men as well, to how they should conduct themselves and act during these times and when they face these challenges. Um, so God bless you with standing by your wife. Um, and I guess, you know, some, some men can make it really difficult for their, for their wives. Yeah. But I believe that you made it, you know, you made it easier for um and toil and and that's how a man should lead his home um he should he should be bringing the peace of god the joy of god even despite what challenge despite what season you find yourself in and god bless you for for leading your home well during the challenging times amen thank you thank you i really appreciate that man um i um by no means am, am perfect like i just wanted to be um I just did not want to be another burden, you know, when for Antoya, you know, when she came when she came home, because she still think about it. Antoya still worked. You know, what I mean, like this happened. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, yeah, she took some time off, but she had to go back to work, you know. So now she's she still has this to deal with. She's work. She has work stress, you know. And when she comes home, I don't want to be another burden. You know, I, I want to be 
I want to be there to comfort her, be her peace and everything. Um, basically just, you know, be the type of husband God has called me to be, you know, yeah. but yeah. Um, like I said, it's a learning process. You know, I didn't always say the, say the right things. Um, I didn't always do the same. I mean, do the right things. Um, but you did good. And thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, you know, I have approval. But what, what I'm saying, like, my point is, um, I, I don't want guys, uh, husbands, partners, when they go through this, um, to beat themselves up for forgetting to do this, you know, not saying this the right way, because sometimes it, it really does, doesn't matter. Uh, it might be funny now, but sometimes it really doesn't matter. Maybe she's just having a bad day, you know, yeah. um, but still, but still you, as, as a man, as a man of God, you try to do everything you can do to not be a yeah. burden to her, to, to help her, you know? So that that's where my mindset is. And I think um, that would help a lot of women, a lot of wives, um, just a lot of couples when they go through this. Yeah. Um, I think that, that would help if um, maybe both parties, you Yeah, know, you know, wives, we should love that. on them too. They're going through heartbreak You know, too. but yeah, yeah, I mean, because the, the women are physically going through it, I think they should just extend a little bit more grace to the men because we don't understand. We can't, we can never fully understand a hundred percent, you know, um, we can be there emotionally and everything, but just, just like with childbirth, we can never fully understand a hundred percent, you know? Yeah. Um, so you just try to extend grace to the guys when yeah, we, we, can when we mess yeah. up, you know? Yeah, we, we, we can't do that yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, yeah. I thank you guys for for um, asking us to to do this podcast with you guys. I'm honored. Yeah, definitely. Honored. We love sharing our story. So God thank you guys you. for joining us all the way from Texas, Houston, to be precise. Yeah. Um, and we'll catch you on the other side. Yeah. Of COVID. <laughs> all right then. Love you thank guys. You. Love you. Bye.